0: next on the well of sound he's a
1: fine guitar player major star and probably the world's foremost authority on how to say hi i'm glenn campbell uh, <laughs> here he is what you are mr glenn campbell there's ben Polly and a knock and eat Paul A bowl-legged like Polly and a knock and eat Paul A bowl-legged like Polly and a knock and eat Paul They can't get together at all Just like the worm in the cornfield Said to his brother, yeah Go one ear and out the other Bow, swab, 감, You get a house in the hills
0: First albums that I saw were—they um seemed to be instrumental albums, right? Mm. He, He's—he—he he was initially known as a picker, a picker, right? A picker, and, and maybe, they're good.
2: I mean, maybe one day we could figure out the difference between, you know, a picker, a drummer, uh, you know, <laughs> a guitar man. But he, yeah, maybe it was like a sort of a Jerry Reed kind of vibe. But he was—he was known as. This amazing talent, and he could play anything anything you would sing to him, he could play it on guitar, and he did not start out as a singer at all,
0: which is amazing to me because his his voice is beautiful yeah i mean and and so uh, there's a story in his intonation, and you know he really knows how to handle a lyric, hmm. you know like i I think other singers don't
2: necessarily yeah. I mean, like a deep, deep well of feeling. I know that when he um, he filled in for Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys when they were on tour Uh in early 1965, I think. And um, there are a bunch of pictures of him with the Beach Boys. But he was not just there to play guitar, which is kind of funny because Wilson played bass. Um, I, I don't know if he was subbing for bass, but I know that he was singing the high harmonies. And for the Beach Boys that's to have a pretty a Like they've got to recognize that this guy can really sing. And that's 1965. And then Brian Wilson um, wrote and produced one of the most amazing like pre-Pet Sound songs called Guess I'm Dumb, mm-hmm. which is, it's got everything that you would think a Beach Boys cut of that time. It's got nothing of, by the time I get to Phoenix, it's got all this insecurity... I, mean, it's, I guess I'm dumb. That, yeah. That's the whole. That's the. You can understand why maybe it didn't take off based on. Yeah, that yeah, title. yeah. Of course. But here you have Glenn Campbell, country boy, really good looking, not like gangly tall Brian Wilson, and he is uh, singing "Guess I'm Dumb" with backup singers right. and the, the the full orchestral thing that Brian did so well, and it flopped. But mm. it's one of these great curiosity records because it's actually a really beautiful record. It's more like a Burt Bacharach song than it is like a rock song certainly very little in common with what jimmy webb brought to him
0: right right so i came to campbell late in the game i mm. feel like you know for kind con- of with c- country for me was always willie nelson waylon jennings like outlaw country and i saw glenn campbell as um uh, n- not sort of too earnest and and not nuanced that that was my outside opinion just at a glance sure and of course i'm wrong (laughs) (laughs) but um that's why i stayed away for so long because i i I sort of i it felt too sweet to me Mm -hmm. but then there's so much there's so much texture there i mean what what when did you first when did it click for you
2: what really got me honestly was the first time i heard wichita lineman I think that yeah. th- those, those the early, by the time I get to Phoenix, Galveston and w- um, Wichita Lineman, which didn't really sound like country because they're all these strings and beautifully produced, but with this super melancholy delivery that was, um, I've always had a, a real thing for voices like his that kind of sound like they're coming from the back of the throat almost. Yeah. But there was such sadness, I thought... Um, that was sweet and it was good to the ear, but um, those songs are, they stand up today. And I think it's because there's something, there's something very universal about the feelings that are being, um, you know, growing up, leaving a place, um, leaving a woman, leaving a relationship, starting afresh, um, feeling like you've been, I think Wichita Lineman's sort of about feeling like life has passed you by and. Right. um, and then, you, but you listen to the sonics of it, and it doesn't sound like it's more of the bare bones country stuff that was going on. It really was that different movement, which uh, had all sorts of, um, it was, it was, it was much popular. it was much popular, yeah. but it was almost like Frank Sinatra come to Nashville. I mean, that's why they call it country-politan. It was. Right. Like, and th- I think
0: Sinatra covers it on, the, oh, what's it called? Cycles. He does? He covers
2: I, By the Time I Get to Phoenix? Or uh, a Wichita Lineman?
0: I think it's By the Time I Get to Phoenix. Mm. Um, and it's a great cover, and it's sort of, you know, it's the same wistful... I mean, it's hard not to, you know, imbue that with...
1: with
2: <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> the story about that is that they, like, brought this... Um, I I only know it briefly, but they, they were trying to get that sound, and someone had maybe just gotten a Mellotron or some sort of organ that they had to lug into the house where they were recording it and it would literally weigh two thousand pounds and so um to get that one sound that one iconic sound which is yeah it was clearly worth it because that is such an amazing sound but it was some kind of herculean task just to get you know back when today you just press a button on a computer and then it was I mean right. it was like a mainframe yeah, uh, yeah. mixed with a harpsichord or something <laughs> that had to be brought probably, in probably an
0: operator on the back <laughs> yeah, plugging they had it up some guy from germany <laughs> jacking in um so pre jimmy Webb, is there stuff that stands out to you cuz i i don't i don't know that there is necessarily for me i there's a lot of um uh there's hits I've seen before that he covers and, and handles nicely, but I I don't know what stands out to no, me. I
2: think Hey Little One is the one is the, is the song that kind of did kind of well in okay. 2000 in, in, or I think that's what it's called in uh, maybe or Little Sister something like that. It was a sort of a sub Elvis type song, but um, for me the only thing pre Web that I'm that interested in is that Guess I'm Dumb. <laughs>
1: I guess I'm dumb, but
2: I I mean, there's something deeply romantic about this man's voice and mm-hmm. the people that he... Um, I mean, like Elvis, I think he'd be accused of uh, being a product of the studio because he didn't really... Um, he didn't uh, write his own songs, as we know, and yet he did have this yeah. hidden, s- this studio musician side that people didn't know about. So he was playing guitar on all these tracks, but he wasn't writing them. I mean, um, and so he was a little bit at the mercy of the material he was that was being brought to him. Yeah, and yet when Jimmy Webb came around at nineteen, I think, whoa, and he got by the time I get to Phoenix, that was the first one, right. This song by the t- by the time I got to Phoenix, she'll be rising. It's like I've I've left in the middle of the night and I'm leaving her this, right? You know, Isaac Hayes decided to make that into a ten minute like funk breakdown, and it's awesome.
0: <laughs> good call, man. That is a good one.
2: But everyone, I mean, Nick Cave has covered that song. There's yeah. a, such pathos in that tune that, uh and it's written by a 19 year old.
0: Yeah. W- so in a way, that's sort of amazing that that it is kind of a 19 year old song but uh, you know embodying uh an older man Mm -hmm. you know and a a history of relationship but but that uh that freedom that 19 year old freedom is is projected forward into a relationship that (laughs) i (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you've never done that yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> I know. haven't done it but <laughs> probably will
2: this might be what it's like yeah but somehow Webb was able to do that with a lot of his songs he, it's embarrassing What you do you know how they people. connected what what um, you know, I read about it. I know that um Jimmy Webb's you know biography came out autobiography came out last year. And in fact, you were kind enough to give me a copy of it. And one of the things uh, he goes to great pains to talk about the difference between him and Glenn Campbell, and that Jimmy Webb was uh, from Oklahoma but a real hippie and a real sort of uh, you know uh, laissez faire kind of Southern California uh, convert, mm-hmm. and whereas Glenn Campbell was he was really adopted almost as like the, uh, he, I don't, he's not from Texas, but like Arkansas, maybe. Arkansas. But once he sang about Galveston, you know, he's like the Texan of all time. Right. Of course. Um, and then you have true grit when he's with John Wayne. And so he's gotten right. this Americana thing and rhinestone cowboy. Right. So I don't know how, th- I actually don't know how I, um, that I should have known that for this podcast.
0: Well, uh, so the one little tidbit that I, that I looked up about, um, his, uh, his upbringing is that his, his, the first time he laid hands on a guitar was uh, a gift from his uncle, his uncle Boo. <laughs> I just love. Uncle Boo gave me a guitar.
2: I mean, you can't make that up. No, you can't. I think his father was, um, what was it what was Glenn Campbell's dad was like some very they were sharecroppers. sharecroppers. He was yeah. a sharecropper. So so when he and Elvis met, they both came right. from There's a match very humble at the same basic time. They came from the very humble Elvis was probably a little older Yeah. backgrounds and were kind of thrust into the limelight. And but yeah once once it hits Webb I get really interested. And yeah. they would do this I mean none of those records have only Jimmy Webb songs on them. Right. But th- uh, they're usually like half and half, and mm-hmm. the other stuff you would record was amazing too. I mean, have uh, y- do you, we've been talking uh, a little bit about this song, Anne? Yeah. Do you, do you, in light, oh yeah,
0: let's in play light. Anne. Anne is a is a is a great one. Let me. See. Oh, you know, okay. The name right. Anne,
2: as much as I have a lot of love for people named Anne, uh, it's not that musical of a name. <laughs> it's really not. It's not like calling someone, I don't know, uh, you know, Lily, Lillian or something like that. I know
1: I'll never meet another hunk of woman like mine. Oh, she makes me feel like a great big man. I'm going to go tell her mama what I think about her. Say, thank you, ma'am. For giving me your daughter, Anne She sure is stacked from her toes to the pretty little nape of her neck She's packed like a seed in a grape She's smooth as a marble skin When I see her, I believe I'm a real young guy And every time I go to work, I think I might die If I can't hurry home again If the good Lord worked all night in making me a female plan I'd say no, thank you, Lord I'll just keep Anne No, thank you, Lord.
0: I'll just keep Anne.
2: I'll just keep Anne, a big hunk of woman. You know, I'm sure the g- good old Anne loved being called a big <laughs> a hunk, big of, hunk woman. of woman.
0: big hunk woman. Do you mind if I throw some some song titles at you and see if they, they stick? Because yeah. these are, um, I know, last time we, we did sort of essentials, but I went through um, and just picked some songs that that clicked with me and i wonder if they they click with you or if you know a little bit of history the first one was no love at all do you know that no no um check this out
1: you read it in the paper nearly every day people breaking up and just walking away from love and that's wrong well that's so wrong A happy little home comes up for sale Because two fools have tried and failed to get along Now you know that's wrong A man hurts a woman and a woman hurts a man When neither one of them wanna love and understand And take it with a grain of salt But I got to believe that a little bit of love Is better than no love Even a bad love is better than no love sad love is better than no love at all got to believe that a little bit of love is better than no love even a bad love is better than no love any kind of love is better
2: than no love at all wow that's I a mean, tune that's it i'm being introduced to something uh in present tense that is it that is it that, that's what noel gallagher would call that's a Dude, man. Ah, the escalation that and i feel like
0: i had just realized it just then um that escalation the got to is such p- performer skill and he pulls it off so many times and it works every time at least for me
2: no it, he he could um he could spit out lyrics really quickly, yeah. and, it, and it would work, but you almost didn't realize. Glenn Campbell's voice puts a person at ease immediately. Yes. And so you almost don't... Like the craft, like what what we we're talking about is he, he kind of becomes this vocalist. And there's, there's shows of him in the late 70s, and he's not wearing a jumpsuit, but it's close to it, and right. the guitar's nowhere to be seen. He was kind of made into the second coming of elvis or like that maybe like the b-level elvis um which is fair i think yeah
0: like i mean there's there's enough of a match there that that you know the handlers could could say this will work this will do
2: there was no like maybe uh i don't know much about his management but there there's just never been no another There never never a more materialistic person ever born than the colonel so it's I'm sure there weren't maybe there were Glenn Campbell dolls and Glenn Campbell chewing gum and Glenn Campbell coloring books but I have a feeling they were not in the same exact way even though their their albums are a lot alike and that Elvis's records would have you know five songs he'd just recorded and put his heart into and then three songs left over from like 6 years prior and then a couple songs that maybe seemed to fit the theme that had been released in, in Germany and uh, so a lot of those records aren't from like from where I'm sitting. They aren't that. The Elvis th- records, or the Elvis records, but the Glenn Campbell records. They're not oh. they're not albums, albums until you get to uh, his reunion record with Jimmy Webb, and then you get to Rhinestone Cowboy. So that makes me
0: feel a little bit better because I did have that feeling looking at the catalog pre-reunion, um, uh, right? That's the name of the yeah, album, reunion. yeah. Pre-reunion that. You know, you you find some gems in there, but there's a real feeling that that um, somebody has packaged these songs for your enjoyment, and you're not necessarily going to enjoy all of them because they there there's a little bit of one note ness yes. to um, a lot of the songs. They sound very Nashville country of the of the time, mi- yeah. uh, mi- uh pre uh, late '60s. Excuse me.
2: What did you um have you ever heard his version of "If You Could Read My Mind" by Gordon Lightfoot? Song? No. I mean, that's, that's from a sort of a, that period, that the period throwaway period, and it's just like.
1: If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old-time movie about a ghost from a wishing well. In a castle dark, are a fortress strong with chains upon my feet you know that ghost is me and i won't ever be set free as long as i'm a ghost that you can't
2: see i remember hearing the paul westerberg from the replacements once that song played at his funeral um he's a bit of a chameleon there i mean that that's a
0: that's a hard song to cover, I feel like, in the way that he's covering it, mm-hmm. because Gordon Lightfoot, it, it's hard to beat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless you go 180. Um,
2: and he's doing it. Almost in the Gordon Lightfoot style. Right, right. Which knowing y- that like Southern uh, Americans aren't gonna buy the Gordon Lightfoot records right. in the way that they might buy <laughs> the Glenn Campbell right. You know, Texas approved. Right.
0: But then once he clicks into gear around reunion, right, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's on.
2: I mean, that reunion record, nineteen seventy four, I think. Uh, Jimmy had been working with the, he'd done a, he'd done a, basically a reunion record for the fifth dimension. Uh, It was really good. And half of the songs, uh, that they, that they recorded were songs that he'd written especially for Glenn and other ones he'd written that were sort of for Glenn, but never, but had been recorded by other artists. Um, and so, you know, the moon's a harsh mistress is on there. Oh yeah. Uh, you have, it's a sin if you love somebody, Mm you have, um, uh, Ocean in His Eyes. Ocean in His Eyes. That song's incredible. I mean, a lot of these, it's like with all Jimmy Webb songs, when you listen to the lyrics, they kind of break you in two because mm-hmm. they're just so all about lost love. But that, they have a deep connection is the kind of almost like too silly of a word for it. They have got such a the pear, soul you mean. tie or something like that. Yeah. The two. And, you know, I sometimes wonder if like, you know, you listen to, Chris Christopherson, or you listen to, uh, um, you listen to like a Jimmy Webb solo record. Maybe you listen to a Gordon Lightfoot record, and you're thinking like, when these guys are writing these songs, what is the voice they have in their head? And sometimes I think if they could have any voice, they would have Glenn Campbell's voice because mm. it still it has some of that uh, southern uh, charm, or but it's got the beauty that hits all the notes in the right way. Maybe yeah. that's a fanciful idea, but I always think that he sings the, their own songs in such a way that does never betrays them um, yeah he, he kind of st- he's just has his that's gift. true yeah 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 he really
0: taps into the heart of what the songwriter is is going for and uh he he makes it his own but he doesn't steal it
2: no, no. he he does yeah he doesn't and it's like there's not a lot of ego in Glenn Campbell. No, I mean he was a he was a kind of a humble dude. I know he he struggled with like serious cocaine addiction. He was all in. I mean, <laughs> as we all do. <laughs> I mean, he's a Nashville. He's one of those guys from that era that yeah. you know where basically everyone was yeah, just I think under the table. Four
0: marriages, uh, right? You know, yeah, all he, the ups and downs. There's
2: one album cover of his, too, from like the late 70s, which is amazing. But look, it's like the definition of like a haggard looking person. I mean, I mean the amount of hangovers uh, that have gone into that one photograph. Oh, I'll man. Have to find it. But, but. Before we even get there, though, he goes from the reunion record, which is uh, does not yield any of the hits. That it doesn't yield another. Where's the playground, Susie? Even it, yeah. or let alone Galveston. Uh, you know, Moon's a harsh mistress becomes a huge hit for Judy Collins. But um, so then, but then the, it kind of doesn't work. So right. that's so where are, are we? That's I think seventy-five. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're seventy-five. We're a little playing a little looser with this, but that's when rhinestone cowboy gets made and which it's, is a, massive. It's, it's massive it's the one it's a larry weiss song um who is uh, w- w- a weird singer songwriter who had released a record the year before called black and blue Sweet, which has rhinestone cowboy on it oh. but if you listen to that version it's you know, it sounds like some guy it's underwhelming. Yeah, it's underwhelming compared to what um, Lambert and Potter, I think are their names. They produced the grassroots, they produced Uh-oh. they were w- this one of these uh, production teams that did a lot of Tavares, you know they did a lot uh-huh. of like B-tier c tier groups. and they somehow convinced Glenn Campbell, who didn't really have any other options at the time to do this and to play into the rhinestone cow- the, like meaning like the Las Vegas cowboy thing even on the cover and he has a one of his largest hits of all time.
0: Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought of the, about that before. But he's not he doesn't strike me as a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> you know, in spite of of the 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 fullness of the song and the imagery and all of it um I feel like the the first time I well, I mean, I heard "Rhinestone Cowboy" when I was a kid, but then when I I rediscovered it, it 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 has a bit of um, uh, there's corniness to it in a big wonderful way, and I, I it doesn't necessarily match now what I know about Glenn Campbell.
2: There'll be a, a lot of compromising on the road to my horizon. I mean, that's so a great, good. That's a great rhyme. It's so but, good. Uh, but you and um, I I think we share and. Deep, deep love for a song on that record called "Comeback." I love "Comeback" because, com- but, but he was making it. They, they it was a self conscious move. He was making a comeback because right, he'd, he'd right. sort of fallen on harder times. But that song, shall we? Yeah, please. Say?
1: Believer in my peace of mind. I know it's wrong
2: bottom End on that song, <laughs> it's like uh, that's not a country bottom end. I mean, that, that there's a wa- walking the dog kind of bass line that's going on, yeah, on that yeah, song, yeah. It, with almost these like Philadelphia strings. They 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 thrown out all pretense of like make of, of a kind of a, a Nashville sound, except for Glenn, and that's some one of the reasons why I think it works so well because they're, yeah. they're doing something fresh.
0: I'm glad you said the sort of the LA sound because to me, so this is where it clicks for me. Um, and everything that I love, is I'm sort of obsessed with the L.A. sound and the L.A. imagery of the 70s, and this hits at a sort of perfect storm of L.A.-ness and and what you're sort of seeing on the screen at the same time. You're seeing Rockford Files and movies with Jan Michael Vincent, and like, (laughs) you know (laughs) what (laughs) I mean? There's sort of a washed-out, like, L.A. sunshine look to everything in the mid and then late 70s, and this is the soundtrack of the time, really. And actually, so the one song on Reunion that I was surprised when I found out that it was on Reunion is uh, Roll Me Easy, which I love. Also has sort of a a bit of that um, rollicking sound Mm. to it and a little bit of that Southwest and and L.A. sound. Um, But yeah, uh so comeback good. rhinestone cowboy and then for me uh
2: uh um s- country boy uh, country boy you got your feet in LA yeah uh, and uh the song i think it's i knew jesus before he was a rock holy and roll star holy macro so i only heard that
0: just last week for the that, first time i think that might be a little earlier it's on a different album but man that's a song
2: oh that's a song I miss you tonight is 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 a a song not the is nothing to do with NXS, and uh, it's unbelievable. Um, And uh, there's there's like this um, Lex, there's a bonus track on the CD reissue of uh, Rhinestone Cowboy called Record Collector, and it's like a it it's from 1975 or 1976, and it's like a uh, a power pop song sung by Glenn Campbell. Record
0: Collector's Dream is that right?
2: Uh, Is that it? off-rise so cowboy yeah thanks yeah, so. you want you want to play yeah, that let's one play Rector Corrector's dream i will not take you long i'm a 3 minute song won't you
1: come and take
2: It's not like the most amazing song, but it shows this sort of slightly arch uh, sensibility that he was in the hands of some some like studio cats that were right like a record collectors' dream. And th- and then like the late '70s, he does that re- that incredible, um, which I think is the what you uh, you played me earlier. But the song Houston, I'm coming to see you. Mm. Then he also records a version of it called "London, I'm Coming to See You." What? I, I, mean, I love. Well, ho- ho- hold I l- on. <laughs> I love it. I love it when uh, bands do that when they switch out the, yeah, yeah, the, you town. Know, the town or something like that, and you're like, "Wait, that sounds really cool too." And then you're like, "Oh, wait, it's the same song." But London and Houston are both two-syllable words. Yeah, right. And it they works. thought maybe that would break him in Europe. He needed a hit before he toured again. But um, yeah, I think the late '70s are a period that. There's still like a few Jimmy Webb tracks on each record, yeah, and you can find some really good, some really good songs in there. They're they get a little more and more sparse, and one of the covers, uh, like the actual album cover, not a cover of a song, the album cover that he does during that, is of it's like a mock TV guide. Uh, oh, it's like tonight with Glenn Campbell or something like that. Is it's, that the the sort of? It looks neon. like an advertisement. Yes, I love that. That's where
0: he's reaching out of the TV <laughs> and turning the knob. Like, who,
2: <laughs> who, who, who greenlit this one? Because that person um, deserves a medal. And yet, it's it's really one of
0: the best. Ba- it's one of my favorite album covers of it's all. Like time It's like an
2: infomercial album cover. And i don't think there was much on those records that those were the definitely the cocaine years uh there were a couple tracks on there that i i, I think i totally
0: dig <laughs> um let me see if i can find one uh it's called uh the world gone Cra- crazy
2: <laughs> that's <sounds>, that <laughs> nothing good like rate.
0: tv in the 80s to make you say the world gone crazy
2: there's a song in there called the cowboy hall of fame which is really good from 1982 or 83 i think But for me, it's all basically leading up to this record in the middle of the 80s when he reunites with Jimmy Webb. Okay. Um, And he's starting to get more gospel tunes in there because we know that he goes into like a strong gospel phase at the end of the 80s. But...
0: um, Right, was there sort of he he came to Jesus in like the early 80s? There's, I think there's... Uh,
2: I think around then. I think uh, there, I mean, there's a behind the music about him that's pretty intense. Mm. But, and he gets like, Trapped is the wrong word, but he, he he's like he does like an Al Green thing where mm-hmm. he does only sacred music or only gospel music for like a solid 15 years. And then people are like, hey, remember how amazing Glenn Campbell is? Mm-hmm. Let's hear him sing some stuff that's not s- specifically for churches um, or for a Christian audience. But before he does that, and actually kind of as part of it, he reunites again with Webb. This is like a full ten years later, and I would call it like Mach 3 of their collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> and they, he does this record called Light Years. And to me, that record, um, it just kills me. It's got... Um, our movie almost all right again light years it's got the song uh if these walls could speak which um amy grant then did but it's all jimmy webb uh lightning in a bottle is the first one he does and later on like a couple years later he does um this the song still within the sound of my voice which is a web song but he does a full record minus maybe two songs and the, on the cover he's got like a skinny tie almost he looks like the new wave glenn campbell okay um And it's more of this heart-wrenching stuff. It's none of, it's a retreat away from the good time, country boy. You got your feet in L.A. Right, right, right. um, It's much more into the kind of, you know, they're singing about their time in life. So it's like it's about things that go wrong in a marriage. Jimmy Webb's not nineteen anymore. No, Jimmy Webb is (laughs) not nineteen. Here's here's a little bit of, uh, lightning in a bottle.
1: Well, I've never believed in the look of the draw I depended too much on faith but being with you makes a believer of me and i only hope it's not too late all i have to do is get some light Take a walk out on the water If there's only one chance in a million To have you Well, it's all I need.
2: Again, you have like just gorgeous yearning Like I got one very, very distant shot at winning you back but it's sort of adult music, I'd yeah. say. and yeah, it, yeah. I, Adult contemporary is the wrong word. It's really, it's still... Well, it's of the moment, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a song in there called Almost All Right Again. Like, I was almost all right again, and then I saw you, and I was basically back in the gutter. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it's all very melodramatic uh, stuff, but I find it to be a bit of a masterpiece, that late record. Right. Especially if, like, in my dream world, I take a couple of the songs that Webb was writing at that time, he later recorded mm-hmm. and put them on that record. And you have basically their, you, you have the amazing early years of their collaboration. You have the reunion record, which is really fabulous. And then you have that, that final record of theirs. Cause, cause it's hard to they didn't talk work to
0: together him. again after that or.
2: Well, uh, maybe he, he would times. record a few things of his, like one of my favorite of his gospel songs, which not a lot of people know is called where I am going. And it's a Jimmy Webb song.
1: feel like I'm coming out of a storm Watching dark clouds drift away Saying goodbye to all the pain I used to know It's time to let it go Just can't seem to make myself
2: song but I I personally I lose track of him after about then in the middle of the early 90s he was recording Christmas albums he's recording more gospel stuff um, and you know starting to make the circuit with Billy Graham I think he was sort of close to like in the way that Johnny Cash was Um, for me I don't get picked back up with I don't know about you Lex but I don't pick back up with him till he's sort of reintroduced To in like an almost a Johnny Cash American recordings kind of right okay um and he comes back with that song it's just a record called Meet Glen Campbell and like he covers uh you know Good Riddance Time of Your Life on there Mm. um and um
0: 2008
2: yeah 2008 and it's it's a good record but by this time he's actually suffering from Alzheimer's though it's it's sort of a slow decline for me the record uh, there's some there's an amazing cover on there of walls by um by like hello walls tom petty oh, oh, oh uh tom petty's walls which is you know a, a great song it's a great song and uh and yet where it goes for me from there is really to the f- his final album where he made when he was lucid which is um ghost on the canvas for which paul westerberg of the replacements one of my favorite you know uh, kind of a hero of mine uh-huh. uh he uh, he wrote the title track. There's a lot of auto tune on that record, but uh, like one of the guys from Jellyfish, you know the band. The yeah, Power the Pop cover band.
0: looks really familiar. Um, I feel like it it, pr- it it had a life on on the shelves when yeah, because s- you know what he also
2: he also covered um he also covered by Guided by Voices their song Hold On Hope, which everyone had thought was such a cheesy song when Guided by Voices did it. Yet they also everyone secretly loves that song. Mm-hmm. Um, But here's Glenn doing it at the age. I mean, he's he's suffering from Alzheimer's, and so for him to sing "Hold On, Hope," not uh, Robert Pollard, is a slightly different thing. With Paul Westerberg sort of in the studio. Mm -hmm. Every street is dark and
1: folding out mysteriously. Where lies the chance we? see everybody's gotta hold on hope it's the last thing that's
2: holding me it's also on that record is the song ghost on the canvas which um westerberg wrote i think for glenn campbell and uh you know it's about but kind of turning into a ghost and mm-hmm. that's what that that's what that entire period of his life is like right and you have him there's that um uh there's a documentary called i'll be me which is about his sort of final tours with his daughter and uh his band in which glenn is sort of has good nights and bad nights and there's um the, the so the final song that I, that I like that i know that he recorded during his lifetime that i really loved uh-huh. was the song um I Won't Remember You, which is like a double entendre sort of. Mm -hmm. It's about a guy to a woman, but it's really about the fact that he won't be able to remember you because he's got Alzheimer's. And it's this. he recorded it with the Wrecking Crew. Like, they have a version of him doing it with the Wrecking Crew. It's all on Spotify. Um, And it sort of brings tears to my eyes because he's this this craggy old man uh, who, who knows, maybe he's singing out a line at a time in the studio. Um, But then... The last record he releases, Adios, right? Is Adios, which concludes with what was his favorite Jimmy Webb song, apparently that he had never recorded. Oh wow! Which is Adios, and I can't think. I mean, every, when I first heard that song, I like, I blew, I lost it because Glenn Campbell's voice is such a, such like a, you know, I don't know, a, a mast yeah. of comfort to me. So, um, when he sings Adios, uh, we never really made it. Baby, but we got pretty close. Adios. <laughs> yeah, there,
0: there's also like a sort of a nice, uh, you see it in Comeback, too. There's a nice um, play with, with metaphor and, and of the moment, you know. It, it, what's happening in his life, in his career, is then reflected in these songs about love. I mean, Comeback is also about love. You know, he's, he's, he's coming back into this woman's life and they're about to make the the same old m- mistakes again. And you see, it seems like you see that even in, in his later career, they 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 matched that uh, voice yeah. for Glenn Cam- Glenn Campbell with you know the songs that were happening in the moment. It also seems like you know it's easy to uh, post Rick Rubin, Johnny Cash to to look at those these reviving an, an, an older Nashville star with, with covers as a gimmick. But it's just, it's so in line with what they were always doing. I mean, yeah. they were always singing great songs written by great songwriters
2: in the first place. So it's just a natural. I mean, that, if you could read my mind cover, I mean, he did that. It's not as though it was a 20-year-old cover. It was a recent, so it was like him covering Green Day. You yeah, know, right. It, was, it would just come out. And, you know, that's like Elvis covers, uh, you know, Bridge Over Troubled Water. I right. think the year it comes out. And I, I hear that. You know, it's it, it's this f- weird, um, I'd call it unfortunate, uh, modern myth that you're less of an artist if you don't write your songs. That, um, in fact, some... Songwriters shouldn't sing their songs, <laughs> you might say, and you might even say it's even a greater talent to be able to inhabit someone else's songs, yeah, as if they were your own, and that's what where Elvis I think was is a great example, but for me, Glenn Campbell's really just about on par, and um, it's no slight to his artistry that he wasn't writing those songs because he felt them, and mm-hmm. you could tell that. I mean, maybe there was a few times where product was being churned out, but he had that uncanny ability to reach down into himself and come out with some nugget, even if he was stuck in some you know, infomercial, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's one of those weird pieties about indie rock or something that we've brought, that I, I felt like I'd brought with me to my adulthood. Oh, yeah, I totally and agree. Like I fe- I and I had this thing about it not really liking country music and really looking down upon anyone who, um, who didn't write their own stuff. And thinking, like, you know, we don't... There's plenty of directors we love who are directing screenplays of other people. Mm -hmm. There's uh, musicians, uh, classical musicians, who are doing... We don't expect them to be the pianist and the Mendelssohn, you know? Mm -hmm. It's this... um, In fact, some might say that the more uh, singular your talent is, um, you don't want to spread it too thin. Or, like, you kind of... as someone who in the, I think in the modern age we're like forced to be everything in a lot of ways yep. and journeyman, I think is the yep. right word, not highwayman journeyman. Uh, do Glenn Campbell was really good at guitar and then he was also an amazing singer and interpreter of other people's songs. And when I'm listening to a Glenn Campbell record, I never think, Oh, this, this sounds like someone else's record that he's singing over. No, it's singing? totally
0: him. Also, um, you know, there's something, especially for, uh, uh, someone like that to be to be a star is no small task you know he he did it all he was a personality he he you know he acted he sang uh he played the guitar and 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 did it with um such skill it's it's just not something everybody can do and 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 he did it well yeah
2: dignity everyone seems to think he was uh, even Webb, who feels like they were very ideologically very different or politically, whatever you want to say, they were. Um, he also said he never met a nicer person, and um, I I don't want to get too yeah. into hagiography, but I I think that Glenn Campbell is an um, like a great am- American uh, sort of treasure that will only there's no hasn't been a definitive work <laughs> written about his music right and it's going to take a little time i think for people to look back and be like wait a second all of this stuff was done with excellence and huge amounts of feeling and uh w- we need to take it more seriously so uh what so give me your five tracks do you have five tracks you would you would you would t- you would give the
0: i'm going to do my best uh i really like that uh that track from uh houston coming to see uh called no love at all um i love i knew jesus before he was a star <laughs> that's i think amazing. That's great you know this is sort of assuming that you're gonna listen to reunion like yeah because uh, it's so cohesive. totally yeah um country boy you got your feet in la uh i love roll me easy um and i'm just gonna throw out uh i like sweet fantasy
2: Sweet fantasy, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the, that's that's the X Factor. I don't know that song.
0: All right, well, we'll we'll uh, I'll play that for you after after you hit, hit us with your five.
2: Um, well, I would put comeback on there for sure. Yeah, uh, and I would just gonna say I will not. I would not include any of the web the early web stuff because I think it's just so it's passed on to the canon of like. Everyone should know those regardless, even if you don't like... And by that, I mean really the triumvirate of Galveston by the time I get to Phoenix and Wichita linemen. I think those are perfect songs. So if you're going to go a little deeper, I would do Come Back. I would do um, uh, Still Within the Sound of My Voice, which is that kind of... And I think Where I Am Going, I absolutely love uh, that sort of gospel song on there. And... um, I'd put "Guess I'm Dumb" on there, kind of just to yeah. be a bit of a, a s- smartass. Um, and then the last one would be uh, and <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, the last one would be a bit of a, a toss-up. I mean, I really love his version of Christian No, for example. Oh man, what a great song! Adoration. But if I'm going it, for the deep cuts here, I'd probably put that song uh, "Lightning in a Bottle."
0: Yeah, yeah, that was that yeah. was a great one. Yeah,
2: that's where I'd go with it. Um
0: All right, so I'll, uh, we'll we'll send you out on on sweet fantasy.
1: I had a dream and I saw you standing, and you were shining just like. Thank you for standing by me. When things were darker, you held the candle. Do you remember when we took the dream and then turned it into today together? Dreaming seems to carry. Up in your arms and feeling better. Rivers will run, mountains will rise. I love you more than the stars in the sky. I'll never treat you wrong. Won't make you cry. Just sing.